Blog Talk Radio. WIJSF.com. Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally through events, concerts, performances, clinics, lectures, workshops, articles, interviews, newsletters, courses, contacts, research, history, archives, websites, film, audio and video recordings, and recognition. Visit us at WIJSF.com. You're listening to blogtalkradio.com slash musicwoman with your host, Diva JC.
afternoon. This is Dr. Diva JC, and it is hot in South Florida today. We have had 96, 97. I heard 100 degrees yesterday, so it's going to be a steaming summer. And hopefully it will kill whatever this insipid diseases that has gripped the planet. But in the meantime, there's music. And you were listening to Evidence by my guest, Warren Bird. So let's bring Warren in. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. It's pretty hot up here, too, by the way. We're in uh, Hartford, Connecticut. And Mm. uh, as you know, yeah, up in the 42nd latitude all over the East Coast, it has a tendency to just get all steamy. And then in the drop of a dime, it'll just go below 50 at night or something. You know, this is, it's always been volatile since I've been uh, a little kid. Okay. And so, are you from Hartford, Connecticut? Yes, I am. I'm a Hartford born and raised, uh, but I've been some everywhere else. Uh, and uh, traveling is something I uh, got a taste for as a little kid when my parents took us across the country to see my uh, mother's uh, side of the family, so to speak, in Kansas City. I was about 11 years old when that happened. Um, uh, where actually the first time it happened, I was about four. But I've always loved travel and uh, been fascinated with it. So I've been there, some everywhere. And uh, primarily for music in the last 20, 25 years. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you live between here and uh, Holland? Then That's right, the Netherlands. Um we stay in a nice place over by uh, uh, what they call the Old West in Amsterdam. Great city. Okay. But you haven't been traveling during this event, have you? Well, you know, the thing is, is it's always very tricky with travel and uh, living in more than one kind of place. And that is uh, that you have to spend a certain amount of time in each place in order to retain certain benefits. And so, yes, we have traveled. We have actually been uh, between here and there uh, within the last three weeks. We actually arrived in uh, Hartford again on um, June the the 10th, I think, or the 9th. So, yeah, we have traveled. And we're going to be going back over there and hopefully successfully uh, sometime um, the first week, end of the first week of July. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, travel is so now proven to be I, quite a challenge. So. Uh, yes, well, of course, you know, but we're going to work it all out. My daughter traveled from Atlanta to be with me here in Florida. So when you need to do it, you uh-huh. do it. However, Warren, I'm reading your bio on the show page, and I see that by the age 
of, in your teens, you had performed extensively in theater, in uh, yes. school. And so was that as a pianist, as a vocalist, as an actor, what? Yes, actually all three, and uh, I would include church in that as well. And uh, as you know, uh, uh, for a lot of black folk, uh, church is a very uh, integral part of uh, their um, beginnings in the arts. Many times, um, a lot of our great musicians uh, hail from the church. But uh, yes, I I performed a great deal. I used to be in a uh, uh, summer youth theater at the Hartford Stage Company. And, you know, it sounds like, you know, oh, yeah, summer theater for a bunch of kids. These people were so professional. They really gave us a solid kickstart into what it meant to maintain a professional mean um, and into uh, what it really meant to put together a, a, a professional-level production um, of a big musical. Um, and you got to see... Um, People of many different levels perform. Um, I thought I could never hold a pencil to these young people, but um, I stuck with it, I think, longer than a lot of them did. Um, And um, I did a lot of work in school, singing, playing, acting, um, whatever I could do. But I think I learned the most uh, for playing the piano, uh, especially in church, because... um, I really had to use my ears in order to uh, uh, be able to respond to the moment. Most of the time a singer would get up to uh, the pulpit and sing, and they didn't have accompaniment. And, well, I could hear the song, and I would figure it out, and I would be able to uh, support them. Um, That happened quite a bit. That happened uh, often enough to... to, uh, for me to refer to it as a formative part of uh, education. Um, and, yeah, uh, I think um, it gave me that fever from very, um, from, very, uh, from very young. And, I mean, I felt the fever uh, even as a little child. Um, you know, first time yeah. I ever saw a, pro- a production of any kind. And mm-hmm. uh, it just stayed with me. And here we are today. So, <laughs> So when did you transition from theater music to jazz, church music to jazz? Well, yeah, well, you know, those things never left. I mean, I actually stuck with church music. Oh, I'm um, sure. Even but today, when did you meet you know, jazz? But, uh, no, I met jazz as a, a little tyke on my father's knee. I must have been before I can remember because I just remember at age four being able to sing along with um, perfectly along with big band records. You know, I I sort of knew all the lead parts to all the various sections. And uh, we were listening to Ellington. um, We were listening to Count Basie, beautiful Becca Years record uh, from uh, the uh, 37 to 39, some of the best stuff you'll ever listen to in the swing um, uh, genre. And, uh, of course, there was uh, Tommy Dorsey, Glenn Miller, Benny Goodman. Um, and then eventually, um, you know, I just kept listening to that. I discovered Woody Herman and his, uh, his second herd, 
And that sort of started to really open my ear up to the possibility of bebop. And I think I was really deeply into pursuing the, the, the language of Charlie Parker by about the age of 13. So mm. all of that stuff was happening all at the same time. So, I mean, I, I felt like um, there was no end to um, the magic that could occur with music in the arts. Um, to this day, I'm, I'm always seeking a way to unite those things um, as much as possible. And uh, I'd like to get back on the path of uh, initiating uh, projects at some point that uh, would uh, marry these disciplines, um, and uh, that would be nice. But, yes, I, I actually started with jazz pretty early. I, I'd never discovered, uh, I didn't discover Dixieland until my father bought this record, um, or actually he received this record as a birthday gift of uh, Louis Armstrong sort of telling his story. It was um, on Verve Records, and I think it was around the 50s that they released this, and um, it was about a six-record set, and uh, with some of his good old friends from the good old days, going back over some of his hits from his early years and taking us right up into, uh, at that time, it would have been the mid-50s. So, you know, it was a whole revivalist um, um, uh, sort of uh, um, um, initiative, I think, at that time. Um, as you know, the revivalist years sort of commenced around 1947, I think, and then uh, sort of continued. But um, the swing and post-swing, pre-bebop, bebop, and modern jazz are stuff that um, I had sort of steeped myself in pretty well by the time I was out of high school. So which pianists in the bebop vein? Uh, influenced you, or, you know, because I played Ellington and Judy. That's how I learned how to play the piano. Beethoven, oh, Ellington, Bach, and Joaquin, those four. So who were the oh. pianists that influenced you? Well, you know, like, um, I was dazzled at first by Oscar Peterson, and, uh, I mean, he was just so fast and so so facile. You know, the notes were just coming out, and 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 they made they made nothing but pure sense. And mm -hmm. I mean, like I, I sort of began to graduate into um, you know a little bit more soulful styles. Um, I, I I discovered um, um, Horace Silver. Um, I had then eventually I discovered uh, Bud Powell. And Bud Powell blew my mind in a way that Oscar Peterson probably didn't because there was a different um, um, mood being expressed deep inside the logic and deep inside the touch and music. But, um, I mean, and of course, you know how it goes. I mean, there's a long hit parade of, of great musicians that come along and, and, and jar your, your ear. Uh, capture your mind and your imagination, your heart. Um, and, um, I mean, I can start talking about, uh, eventually I discovered McCoy Tyner. Eventually I discovered Chick Corea and Herbie Hancock. 
Eventually, I discovered Sonny Clark. Eventually, I discovered Walter Bishop and really began to appreciate what each of these players had to offer, but yes. And then the guy that I just fell into and I uh, consider my musical daddy in many ways, uh, Thelonious Monk. Um, the, this is such a, a depth of understanding in every note and every chordal configuration. He's the Bach. He's the Bach of jazz. I mean, it's, oh, man. it's simplicity to to the tenth power. You know, if you Beautiful. if you dissect his melody, it's you know, it's a dichotomy and irony and a joke all in the same breath. It's beautiful. I I love the way you're putting it, too, because I I, I think that's what is so rich about Daddy Monk. He's so rich. Mm -hmm. And, And I mean, I can't really get enough of him. And, you know, I think there's this uh, there's there's this um, uh, uh, school of people. If they love something too much, they kind of try to push it away so that they don't become just you know totally like it. Totally, yeah, uh, yeah right. You know, but um, I spent a lot of <laughs> like time listening and with learning. Their parents. <laughs> yes, so exactly. I want to ask you. I, I want first of all. I want to say thank you for your continuous support of our mission to promote women musicians globally. Of course, Saskia LaRue is one of our most prominent musicians, along with Warren Bell. And the music that you make around the world is it is documented. There's a legacy mm. that you are leaving. Mm. Then you partnered with Jody Lynn Talevi, mm. who is the uh, graphic designer for Music Woman magazine, and she's been a member mm. a long time, too, since uh-huh. 2014. And so for you to join with her. Now, do you know Nick Mathis? Of course. Yeah, Nick has worked with her here for a long time. And and I remember when she first started the Many Colors of a Woman series many years Mm -hmm. ago in 1987. And uh, she had an incredible orchestra of great, great players who just Mm -hmm. happened to be female. And um, mm. I was so impressed by that. I mean, you know, she could have easily uh, gotten, you know, the usual suspects and, um, you know, a couple of ladies who she knew. But she went out of her way to uh, really uh, 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 display the wondrousness of fine musicians that happen to be women. So, well, you know, thank her you for that. Let's make some kind of magic is on our uh, CD, and it is time for you and Saskia. It's time for you and Saskia to be on the ACE CD. Oh, 
Wow. Yeah. Tell me how to yeah. do this. Tell me about how to do it. I'll tell you. You'll know. I'm going to make the announcement soon. But I'm, I'm, you know, I'm in the middle. I don't do it because I'm not going to publish it until January, you know. Yes. So mm-hmm. I have, I'll collect 10, 10 songs. I'll put it out. Wonderful. You'll know very soon. Maybe I'll put it in the July newsletter. I think it's been in there, like but I'll double check it and make sure. Well, listen, Warren, uh-huh. I have about three more minutes to talk to you before I play Beyond the Floor. Why don't you set that up? What does that mean, Beyond the Floor? You know, it's always hard to explain a song about nothing. Uh, <laughs> but what you understand about nothing, <laughs> what, the, 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 the concept, there's a concept behind the, the idea that it's nothing. And, and what it is is sometimes... Um, you have a dream, and a dream will actually be about something like you're reaching and you're reaching. You feel like it's right within your grasp, but the harder you actually reach, the less it's actually in your grasp. And right. it's so true so, of so many things in life. If we try too hard to attain certain things, uh, there's certain very subtle things in life. If we try too hard to attain them, then they just keep slipping away. And so the idea is that beyond the flaw that I remembered in a dream, there is the concept of emptiness. There's the feeling that I have to deal with my sense that if I don't have anything, what am I? And then trying to come to terms with that. So the words can uh, become circuitous in their route to explaining that, but that's not really what songs are supposed to do anyway. Their songs are supposed to help create an experience, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. But you tickle me because you said it's, it's, um, it's hard to explain a song about nothing. (laughs) Yes. So anyway, give my best to Saskia, and thank you again for being who you are and what you do. And look, I've still got another minute, so tell me, what is your most exhilarating experience in traveling around the world performing? That's a hard one. I'm going to pick one that pops into mind and then leave you with that. And that is when we got to play a gig in Brazil as a duo, and we didn't know what to expect. They didn't know what to expect. That is the audience. And we were in a club. We turned on our accompaniment, which was Saskia's laptop at that time, and a bunch of songs that she had picked out that we would do. And this place turned from just a sort of place in the middle of nowhere into a little jam in the room full of young folk. And I mean, like, wow. I, I don't know. It, for me, it was like the power of just letting something like beautiful like music happen and then seeing that people will tune in to you and let the magic go away through the room, you know? Let yeah, the magic play it, 
and they will come. Serenity 
though I'm gleaning only the nag and chagrin bold and WIJSF.com Women in Jazz South Florida Inc. is a nonprofit educational organization that promotes women musicians globally.